0: Welcome to the Honey Crew Podcast. In this episode, um, I have a very special guest with me, and uh, basically he's corporate at Daikin, divisional sales manager for Southwest Region. Uh, Matthew Lacy, he's been with Daikin for several years. I'll let you kind of introduce yourself okay? and, and that, uh, but basically we're gonna be talking about two things. One is, this is gonna be geared towards the consumer and the contractor, so if you're wondering, <coughs> if you're in the market for an AC, basically, um, there is some New technology, and it's not even new technology, it's been around for a while, but it's new, newer to the, I guess, North American market. Um, and it's kind of, a, it's definitely a game changer, and so he's going to be explaining that um, in, in layman's terms so you can understand it, and then to the contractor, basically kind of the benefits of it from an installation standpoint. Um, troubleshooting standpoint, things like that. Um, Yeah, I'll let you take it away and kinda just tell us about yourself and and the company.
1: Okay, so yeah, a little history on me. I I started with Daikin about five years ago as an area sales manager in Southern California. Um, One thing that led me to Daikin was the inverter technology. Um, I was selling a competitive product against Daikin and I saw some of the things that Daikin was doing. I was really attracted by that, Um, so I, always wanted to try to get into the company somehow. And I saw an opening as an area sales manager in Southern California, so I applied for it, got the role. Fell in love with the company, loved the products that Daikin started selling. You know, is manufacturing.
0: How long have you been in HVAC? Like in terms of in
1: total, it's been twelve years now.
0: Okay, and that was all always on the manufacturer side or nope. like distribution. I
1: worked um, as a sales engineer in Southern California. Oh, okay. Uh, calling on consulting engineers, because calling on contractors for applied equipment. Uh, never was really on the residential side too often in okay. the beginning part of my um, career. Um, not until I switched over to Daikin did I start on the residential side heavily and almost exclusively on the residential side now. Okay, um, gotcha. So, taking the job with Daikin really made me fall in love with that, the, all the products like the mini splits and the things we're doing with the, you know, the fit and the VRV life yeah. on the residential side. Um, but start at, when I started in Southern California, um, the, you know, the main objective was to find a home with a company and um, now I've been with Daikin for yeah almost six years now and absolutely love the company. Um, Was area sales manager for two years and then um, was looking for some more challenges and raised my hand for the next opportunity and they offered me the senior product manager role back in Houston for uh, the Duckless product.
0: And so you would have been the guy that came on stage when they brought out all the DCPs and talked about, yeah. So cuz Dyke. so basically I'll tell, give the background story on that. So when I first started selling sorry to interrupt but sorry. when I first started selling Daikin um, you know every brand kind of like approaches you and wants you to to pitch their stuff and I've always known that and you'll get into this in terms of technology but a lot of this stuff is very similar in terms of technology and they <clears> just <throat> kind of slap their logo on it and a lot of stuff is even just assembled in America yep. not necessarily made here but so when everyone was telling me how great their stuff is and they want me to sell it, you know, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. But when Dykin reached out to me, there was some, some different things, but one of the things they did that was like the only thing that any other, manu- like no other manufacturer did this for me, especially before I was even a dealer, was actually flew me down to Houston to check out the factory, which is actually the largest domestic factory,
1: It's correct? the third largest manufacturing facility in North America.
0: Okay, in North right. America and then in the U.S. Is it the largest? Or HVAC
1: manufacturing. HVAC, yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. But there's like Tesla, Boeing, those guys are bigger than us as far as manufacturing yeah. facility goes.
0: Okay, yeah, they don't make ACs, though. But they so don't, you're gonna, nope. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just talking about AC stuff. Yep. So, um, cool. Yeah, Tesla's, and I want a Tesla. Those would be cool. Do you drive a Tesla? No. Oh, okay. truck. Yeah, I know, me too. They, they don't do well in the cold, at least not yet. Yep. But um, anyways, so on the, uh, but yeah, so my interest in, in Daikin was kind of, the one thing, just so you know, that kind of sold me on Daikin was from a branding perspective. So I'm, I'm big on the changes in the environment and things like that. And so I have my own um, agenda with, in terms of, and climate change has always been a thing, but the big uh, difference um, is that with Daikin I saw that they had that environmental aspect built into the branding. And that's what, when I went down there I saw the dealer support was definitely bigger than anything I had ever seen in terms of like the, res, re, uh, resources I'd receive as a dealer, um, and but in addition to that, you guys have a carbon-neutral footprint on your factory in Japan, and you also recycle all your gray water in Japan, and that house like, what, 700 employees or something in, this is in, on the headquarters? Oh, I don't, I don't know this, the numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, I remember this just from, <laughs> these are the numbers I remember off the top of my head um, for, the, for the headquarters in Japan, because I was paying attention during this part mainly, but then on the factory in Houston, which is where they actually manufacture the equipment. You guys recycle your gray water there, right?
1: Yeah, we have a retention pond. Yeah, there's a, there's a like you said, it's a very, you know, the idea is to be very green yeah. with all of our manufacturing facilities. And yeah. if you remember that, all the office areas are gold, lead gold. Okay. So that's not easy to achieve that, right? So the whole office area, not the manufacturing floor, but the whole office area is, is lead gold.
0: What does that mean? I'm not even familiar.
1: So, LEED is the, I don't remember what the acronym stands for. I probably should know that.
0: That's all good. But but I, um, should, I should too. It sounds like environmental something. Well,
1: it's energy, <laughs> it's uh, you know ease of use. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into a LEED certification. Oh, and okay. gold is one of the higher ones, Platinum's the highest. Okay. Um, gold is, is not easy to achieve, but it has to do with, for HVC, it has a lot to do with energy efficiency, right? Cool. There's, there's a lighting component to it, there's a lot of things that go into it insulation component, but efficiency for the HVAC part is very high on the list. I would so hope
0: your HVAC is efficient at the headquarters, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so anyway, so for the listener, that's why why I brought that up, is like why I started selling Daikin was, number one, like you guys flew me out to, to Houston, so you obviously, I could see that you had an, um, an interest in really supporting your dealers, educating us, and then number two. Um, getting to see the factory and, and also talk to other DCPs when I was there to get their feedback because some of these guys have been contractors for 20, 30 years and they were telling me they'd been to the other competitors' factories and yeah. uh, there's nothing like the Daikin. Yeah. So um, anyways, I forgot where we were, but you can continue. <laughs> so we're, uh,
1: yeah, I was talking about myself. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah so the
1: history, right? So yeah. my history with the company. Um, so after I went to corporate for being the senior product manager for the Douglas product, um, did that for about two and a half years, and the one of the, the challenges for me personally was that the wins don't happen very often when you're in product marketing and product management. Um, it, it's annually, right? So you spend a year talking to customers about products that may be differentiated in the market, may be innovative, and then you talk to engineering about developing those products, and then a year later that product may launch, right? Um, I grew up in HVAC in sales, and I've had other sales roles in other industries, so I really enjoy the, the, the wins that happen faster, right? You can mm-hmm. have a sale weekly, daily, monthly. There's wins that happen more often, and that's the part that drives me. So I wanted to get back into the sales team. So once again, raised my hand, said, hey, I'm looking for something more. Uh, the division sales manager role was available, and I put my name in the hat, and they offered that to me, and I graciously accepted it, of course, Awesome. and man. now I get to live in Denver.
0: That's, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. How do you like it? You just moved I here. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Are you a skier? Snowboarder? Snowboarder, yeah. Okay, right on. Do you have your pass yet? Nope. No? Well, been here a month. <laughs> no, I know, but have you been shopping? You picking them out?
1: <laughs> no, not yet, no.
0: You know, uh, A-Bazin's on the Icon Pass this year. Just a FYI. Oh, A-Bazin, yeah. like any hardcore skiers or like, because it opens, like our last day this season was what? June 30th? Dylan was there. <laughs> July, yeah, wasn't it? it was almost yeah. It was <coughs> July. Was when we went out. We did like a little company thing for, for closing oh, nice. weekend. But you wear board shorts basically because it's like 60 out. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, a is where it's at. They've got more days open than closed. Oh cool. So uh, so uh, and then as divisional sales manager, you want to? Did you already talk about kind of what you, you do there or? No. W- what so, exactly is your role?
1: So as divisional sales manager, my responsibility is all distribution. So that means all of our distributors that fall within the Southwest region fall under my care, basically, right? And I have a team of people that I assigned to each of the distributors, like for Steve's supply, it's a guy by the name Robert Savoy. So Robert Savoy works for me, he works with Nate quite often and all the other Steam supply. Name, yeah. <laughs> so I have 13 total people um, throughout the Southwest and um, we support all distribution. So ductless product, uh, unitary product, VRV, anything that a distributor would sell, we support it.
0: And you're actually supporting us on a job we've got going in later today on a a multiport system. So if you want to watch that, we're going to put out basically another video of us walking through kind of the layout okay. of that so you can see the technical, because all this stuff is cool and in, in, in theory, but there's it's very technical in terms of the installation, like how much oh, lift yeah. you can have and all that. Um, and so he's going to help us design a system, so I'm excited to see that. Um, and then for the, so basically for the consumer that might not know the difference, there's a lot of terms out there, 13 SEER, 16 SEER, 20 SEER, inverter, two-stage, single-stage. Um, basically, so for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what that is, SEER stands for... Seasonal energy efficiency ratio. Correct. And then EER stands for energy efficiency ratio. Correct. And the difference between the two is uh, SEER is like peak efficiency during peak season, and then EER is overall year round. So en- or?
1: EER is basically energy in, energy out. Okay. That's basically it it's one point in time. It's very static, right? SEER is over a season. Okay. So SEER is, will be measured at different um, outdoor temperatures, different indoor temperatures over a season. But the problem gotcha. is, is that season generally, I think, from the SEER calculation, is only 180 days. Okay. And as we know, nationally, that cooling season differs. Yeah. It may be more than 180 days, right? So that yeah. SEER, seasonal energy efficiency ratio is just a benchmark. It really doesn't apply to very many people in a reality.
0: Okay. Gotcha and then um, for and then just go diving into that, what is basically the different levels like single stage multi stage two inverter because you guys are the basically godfather of inverter technology, you guys developed it is that right or so that's yeah so
1: it's <laughs> uh, so the term inverter in this industry has in, been misused right okay. quite a bit so inverters have existed for a long, long, long time i mean the, There's your your I mean Nate's truck has an inverter in it.
0: Yeah, no, I I, yeah I understand that, but I mean inverter in terms of compressor, compressor. right? So it's
1: basically a variable frequency drive. It's a variable speed compressor, right? And it's been coined inverter technology for I don't know why because there's so much more than just an inverter in there, Um, but at the end of the day, it basically means it's it's a variable speed outdoor unit, which is not the norm in North America. The norm has been a single stage, which is all on, all off, or a two stage, which is generally 40 to 60% for first stage and the second stage is the the remainder. So if your first stage was 60%, your second stage would be 40% and then that'd be total of 100% capacity. Um, That's a two stage system, right? Whereas an inverter can basically supply the amount of refrigerant that's needed to condition the space and not over condition the space. And that's one of the main benefits about that inverter technology.
0: And from, uh, and from the consumer's perspective, where is, like, what is the, the main benefits of it over, like, a single stage? System? A higher
1: level of comfort okay. and energy savings. Okay. So a single stage system, you have what's called short cycling, as you know, where the system will come on, turn off, come on, turn off, come on. Well, every time that compressor turns on, you have what's called inrush current, which is a lot of electricity to get that compressor starting. And the way I say is, the, way I, uh, the analogy I use is pretend you are pushing your car. You spend all your energy just to get it going. But once it's rolling, it takes less of your energy to keep it rolling, right? That's the inrush current. So imagine you're trying to push your car down the street and every 100 feet someone slams on the brakes and stops. Well now you gotta spend all that energy trying to push that car again. Well that's the same thing that's happening to your electric bill on a single stage system. And that's been the traditional. A two stage is a little better, but basically it only allows you to go to a certain speed. The inverter allows you to ramp up and ramp down nice and slow no matter what you want. So if you're pushing your car, you can slow it down, but you don't have to stop it. You know, so you don't have to spend all that energy trying to get it going again. And that's one of the great things about the inverter technology. Not yes. a lot of energy required. Awesome. And then the, the level of comfort is second to none. So the... And why is that? So the difference is, like I said, all on, all off, once again, with the single yeah. stage system. It just basically turns on, it provides 100% capacity, and then it shuts off. Whereas our systems will modulate their capacity. So if you only needed, let's say there's a five, 000, or 5 ton system of 60,000 BTUs, but say you only needed 12,000 BTUs, well our system's gonna turn on and only provide 12,000 BTUs of cooling. So it keeps the temperature in the space at a much more consistent, comfortable level than a single stage or two stage
0: system does. And with that being said, I mean for Um, for contractors out there. So consumers, I think, understand that, but for contractors out there, I mean, we face a lot of stuff in the field. What would be the benefits from us from an installation perspective and, like, actually going into a system where we're doing most of... All of our work is basically retrofit. We don't do any new construction. Um, When you're doing new construction, you can design the system the way it's supposed to be designed. You probably won't win the bid if you build it right, unfortunately, on a lot of these new, new home builds. But on a... Um, retrofit application when we 're going into something existing what what are the benefits there uh, if that makes sense i don 't know if you understand the question well
1: maybe <laughs> um, so the with with invert technology on a retrofit application, I mean one of the benefits is, is that you don't have to ever upsize anything really right you don 't have to upsize the breaker because invert technology is generally less amperage you know it is less amperage than the existing products that are out there right now they are being replaced, right? Yeah, definitely. If you have a 10-year-old system, you might have a 60-amp breaker on a large tonnage um, uh, split system. Well, when you come in with the inverter, you don't have to have that large breaker. You can actually downsize the breaker if you want to so it doesn't add cost to installation. Um, in some scenarios where you have, on a retrofill application, um, you have a three-ton system, but what's really needed now because of additions or things have changed, you actually need four tons. Well, if you take a three-ton system and you replace it with a traditional four-ton system, you have to up the breaker sometimes, and sometimes you have to upgrade the the electrical. Well, if you use inverter technology, you don't have to do that. You could use the existing electrical wire and even sometimes still downgrade the breaker for that inverter condenser. Now, one of the drawbacks, obviously, for retrofit is that it's a total system replacement. It's not a component replacement whereas you don't take a single stage system and replace just the condenser with an inverter condenser. You have to replace the condenser and the indoor unit with an inverter system basically. So that's one of the drawbacks, but the benefits then are to the consumer with the comfort and the energy efficiency and the return on investment
0: gotcha. And and yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with it too cuz we've run into a lot of issues based especially in the Colorado market where well, I mean we're only in the Colorado market right now, but we've got but so it's pertinent to us, but I know out here we deal so because of, you know, climate change a lot of, one of, I would say half of our jobs are adding AC for the yeah. first time, maybe yep. maybe 30 percent, but a good portion are people that haven't had AC and some of them don't have any cooling. They have no swamp cooler, no AC, and we're going in there and adding cooling. And so it's become, you know, the system, sizing a system for heating is different than sizing it for cooling. You need more airflow, And so for us, we've installed a couple Dykin fits so far. And from a retrofit standpoint, I mean it's awesome to see this like their house is more comfortable than it's yeah. ever been. Yeah. I mean that's the feedback we're getting. That's so right. it's it's awesome yep. um, to see that. And then also how quiet it is that's because right, it yep. does ramp up and down. Yep. And so once it's within like one degree of the the set point, it'll scale itself down, like you said, to yep. run twelve thousand or fourteen thousand BTUs or whatever Where's it here. needs. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's it's interesting stuff. And then as far as um, you know, for like the contractor out there that's thinking about, and this is probably a consumer's question too, because I know I've gotten before we started um with the dyke and fit and things like that we would get people have a little bit of hesitancy of like old technology versus new technology. And again, I get that like being like, well, I don't know if I wanna get rid of the 74 that's worked forever, but like everyone nowadays, you know, they'll drive something new with Apple CarPlay, even though Apple CarPlay might break. Like, you want voice to text when you drive, you're not gonna give that up. And so, versus just to have like simple technology. And so it's kind of the, and especially with the price point, how much more difficult is it to troubleshoot equipment like this? Um, compared to something that is, you know, older tried and true technology and from like a consumer's perspective, is there a component of, well, it's, it's gonna be more, you know, expensive to work on or, it, you know, it's, it's tricky because it's newer technology because I know it's not actually that new. Like, how long have you guys had this around? Uh, in
1: terms The of- 80s, yeah, so the okay. first inverter system was made by Daikin back in the 80s, so it's not new to us in any way whatsoever. Um, and as far as you know, if it's better than old technology or not, the one thing I love about our systems and the inverter technology that we use is that our systems will stop if there's a problem or generate an error code if there's a problem. Whereas the old systems, they just run until they break. Yeah, And then you gotta <laughs> buy a new system. Right? Yeah. or a new outdoor unit, whereas our system is always measuring, always checking, and yeah, it's a little more complicated at times, but it, it generates error codes, right? So for a tech that goes out there and there's a problem, they know where to start. Yeah. Right? There's an error code that's been generated. They can look that error code up and says, okay, this is the problem that it detected about itself. That gives you an area to start, whereas old systems, I mean, you don't know what it could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you do from experience, but for the most part, it's basically the, the units just stopped running, and guess what, now we gotta replace the system, and because the refrigerant's different, now we gotta replace the whole system anyways, we might have to replace the line sets, so I mean, it could be a whole system change out on the old system anyways. So, I'm yeah. much, I, I'm, an, I'm a technology guy. I love going for new technology,
0: yeah. and,
1: and your analogy was perfect to I me. Mean, if you drive a, a newer car or an older car,
0: I mean, it depends. I mean, maybe if you're into, like, hot rods and stuff, I guess you might. But But you're not going to drive it every day. But yeah, That's for installers. or something. Yeah, but for my AC, I don't need a vintage AC. (laughs) No
1: one's one's collecting those.
0: No, exactly. (laughs) Well, some, like, HVAC nerds, like, they will keep the logos. That's right. Like, the old 70s, like, furnace when you rip it out. But, but, okay, cool. And then where I wanted to go, um, I guess, from here is, like, the price point for the technology. Obviously, it's going to be more expensive to install, but what is like, the actual savings on like, in terms of, and I know it's gonna depend a lot on usage, but what is, where is the, the trade-off there?
1: Well, yeah, it's, it depends on a lot of things, because yeah. in some <laughs> scenarios, it's not that much more expensive to install.
0: Uh, yeah, right. so, I know that I can fit, that's what I like about it. It's that's like right. how close it is. That's right. And so I always, I mean, even though, like on some of the jobs we'll even make more on a single stage 16 seer. but I like putting in the fit because it's such a, when it's so close, I'd rather the, the consumer get the better technology because I know they're going to be happier with their comfort level. Yeah. Anyways, that, that was an aside. And, and, but,
1: and not only that, as you install more, the the better you get at it, Yeah. right? And that's the other key thing is that you've been installing systems for, you know, your whole career that aren't like the, the fit in the inverter technology. But the more you do, the more comfortable you get with it and the faster you get with it. And we have contractors right now that have been installing inverter systems for, you know, 15 years. So they do it really quick and they make more money on those systems for the mm-hmm. most part because they charge a little more for the technology, they install them quick, and they don't install the older stuff, so they make more money on these. And plus the callbacks, yeah. right, are a big deal because these systems will tell you when something's wrong. So if there's a callback, it's generally something very mild. Mm -hmm. Whereas on an older system, that would run and run and run, and if the refrigerant's leaking out of it, you don't know until that compressor shuts off, basically, right? And at that point, you may have to replace a compressor or an outdoor unit. Whereas our systems will detect if there's a refrigerant leak. It'll basically give you an error code saying, hey, there's a leak. Well, now you don't have to go back and just fix a leak versus replace an outdoor unit. Yeah. So the callbacks are a big deal, too, for the invert technology.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, no, and like I said, I, I like them. I like, you know, we put put in a couple so far, and, like, some of the situations we walk into, like, we'll walk into, um, like, as, as contractors, we'll walk into houses where systems were installed, and they're saying oh yeah ice is up every year and then you come to find out like two of the returns were blocked off cuz yeah. a fix and flipper came in yeah. and was like oh you don't need airflow for your hvac sort that's of right. thing and covered it and then so we're having to you know accommodate for that and i like the fact that it won't you know having put them in that it won't break but it'll also maximize cooling capacity yep. so that's a big thing you know unless it's a rental and an 800 square foot you know single story three shared walls type application where they don't they don't want to spend the extra difference in the money i really try and push for the fit and, and the technology and and the difference I guess tell me a little bit, because in, so Daikin's been around a while. They're not a new company.
1: 1924.
0: 1924. And then do you wanna, like how do they stack up in terms of, because people always care about when they're putting something in their house, like what's the warranty, how does it stack up? What's the difference Daikin compared with like other companies and what they offer?
1: Um, Well, it's night and day, right? So air conditioning's not new, obviously. Willis Carrier invented air conditioning back in the early 1900s, but the reason why I work for Daikin, and one of the things I love about Daikin, even though it's a Japanese-based company, is the commitment to North America, and that's just the Daikin way. So Daikin goes into a market and establishes a very heavy footprint in that market. And that's one of the things I love about this company, whereas you see all these other manufacturers continuing to export manufacturing to other countries.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Daikin's not, right? So Daikin's very much yeah. about staying here in North America and manufacturing here in North America. So I absolutely love that about this company. As far as the inverter product and what differs us from other manufacturers is that we've been doing it longer. We manufacture more of the pieces than anybody else does. So as I was saying earlier, I I call some of these other big HVAC companies assemblers of the technology and us as the true manufacturer of the technology. We make our inverter boards, we make the compressors, other manufacturers simply buy someone else's compressor, buy someone else's inverter board, assemble that component, and then sell that <clears throat> to the consumer. Whereas we truly understand the benefits of our technology and truly understand the inverter technology itself. So I think we're one of the key differences that we're a true believer in the technology and understand the technology, whereas other manufacturers, I think, are just jumping on the bandwagon.
0: Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I agree. And like I said, I had never really, I, I knew about the higher efficiency equipment that existed, but until like. Came on board with Dyke, and I didn't know, um, you know, the applications and kind of the scope of it. And so we didn't really put in a ton of high efficiency equipment out here. A lot of people in Colorado they open their windows at night, yeah. and so trying to pitch someone. On you know on a, a system that was going to be twice as much was always difficult, but I, that's why I love the Daikin Fit too. It's from right. like, hey, it's going to be 500 bucks more. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right.
0: And you're going to be more comfortable. And people, I feel like people will run their AC more because a that's lot right. of people they might not have ran it before because oh, the upstairs not getting hot anyways. Yep. But then when you get the better airflow from the variable speed motor in, in conjunction with the, com- the variable speed compressor and like just keeping your set point perfect. That's right. It's like it's it's been a game changer for us in terms of like customers Good. love it. Yeah. Um, one thing I guess we'll basically transition from here. Is there anything else you kind of want to add? Because I think you answered a lot of consumers' questions. Um, oh, the one thing, maybe on the warranty and like the difference there in terms of like how you stand behind the product because it's the best in the industry. I mean, I know this from a yep. as a contractor.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, our warranty obviously is backed by us. It's. Um, It's our assessment of the liability of what it may cost to fix components if something were to fail. But the reason why we have such a long warranty is because we have a track record of very low failure rates on major components, right? I mean, there's always things that go wrong, but at the end of the day, it's how are those things resolved, right? And that's one of the things that's great about Daikin is that we're there to make sure that if something goes wrong, and, and something will, it doesn't matter what you what, what manufacturer you buy, there's always something that's gonna go wrong. Yeah. We stand behind it and we make sure that the consumer is protected, right? And we also have an amazing labor warranty, which is backed by us. Um, whereas other manufacturers or distributors in the market will use a third party company to provide a labor warranty. We don't, it's our labor warranty. And I always say we're a $28 billion global corporation. The only way that labor warranty is gonna be invalid is if we fail at our core competency, which is air conditioning, yeah. which is not going to happen. Is the point, right? Yeah, so that's unlikely. That labor warranty is solid.
0: And I don't see the demand for air conditioning going down anytime soon. No, exactly. So. Right. That's right, yep. <laughs> right.
1: And that is the other one of the key differentiators about us is that we only do air conditioning. You know, you've got you know other manufacturers out there that are owned by larger corporations that do lots of things besides air conditioning, and sometimes their focus is shifted from air conditioning. Whereas we at Daikin, it's 90% of our business globally is just air conditioning. So our focus is air conditioning and one of our core competencies is inverter technology. So I mean, you're talking about a company that just does air conditioning and its core competencies is inverter technology. Why would you buy inverter technology from anybody else?
0: Yeah, and that's my—that's part of like the the laydown for me in terms of like when I saw that you guys have the twelve-year parts warranty instead of a ten. When you put it neck and neck on a similar system, like it's a no-brainer. Um, just like being able to stand behind the product and the yep. unit replacement guarantee, I think is huge. Um, and then before we transition, because we're gonna we're gonna get more technical for like the contractor and talk about. Um, and you have some slides for us, I sure. guess, and then you were going we were gonna go to the whiteboard, and you were gonna show us actually some of explain the technology a little bit more yep. in depth. And <laughs> sure, um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to add for maybe the consumer that might be listening, and, and like some of the benefits of the the, the system or t- technology or anything? Or I mean, I think we covered it.
1: Yeah, mostly. we covered quite a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, there's always something that's forgotten and missed out on, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think we covered the, the bulk of it, right?
0: Yeah, uh, you if know, you guys have questions, post it in the comments section below. I'll call Matt myself, and then we'll update the video. Yeah, there
1: you the go. Yeah, one <laughs> of the things I like about like, Dykin, one of the i work worked with this company, is that we are selective in our distribution. We're also selective
0: yeah. in the
1: contractors we partner with in the market.
0: I love that, too. That was so
1: cool. we're not looking to sign everybody up. We're not, yeah. we're not just about numbers. We're about quality,
0: yeah.
1: right? And that's one of the key things that differentiates us from other manufacturers, where they just want numbers, yeah. they want money, and that's all they're concerned about. They're not concerned about the quality of installation, whereas you know, in your market, you're the only guy
0: right now, right? Um, yeah, in terms of, like, in Denver, I, I, yeah. Well, there are, there's I, other guys in Denver, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, like,
1: where you're at in Golden right now, I mean, yeah, in Golden, you're, like, the yeah. only guy in Golden, right? Yeah. And that's really the model, is we say, okay, we're gonna pick this guy, the B, you guys are a quality contractor. We want you to install our products. You're gonna do a good job. You care about the customers. Mm-hmm. We want you to do good work out there and we're gonna yep. support you doing that.
0: And you actually helped us grow. I mean, I think yeah. last year, we're, in terms of, I know what we purchased from you is, is already up and we're only halfway through the season. And so I like the support that I get from you guys.
1: Well, that, you know, one thing that our competition does, obviously, is they would have knocked on your door, they would have knocked on every contractor's door, yeah. and signed you guys all up at the same time to sell the same product, right? And let you yeah. guys figure out who's gonna win. Uh, yeah. And that's not the Daikin model. Um, so right now, if you, as you know, all of our unitary product and our DCP, or our Diken Cover Pro products, are sold through Steven Supply. And your market, they're sold through you, which gives you exclusivity. You know what I mean? So it allows you to do the right things in the market and not have to clean up a million guys' messes and spend all the time doing that. You get to go out and represent you and sell a quality product in your market and be exclusive in that, in that regard. And that's one of the things I love about this
0: company. Yeah.
1: So it gives, it's a true partnership.
0: Dealer support is definitely more than I've ever seen, and then you guys don't charge us a dealer fee, That's which right. I really appreciate, and yeah. in terms of like the marketing accruals and all the things you do to support us, it's yeah. like, as you know, it's, it's definitely, a, it sets the tone yeah. like, compared to all the competitors. So I'm sold on Dyke, and especially with all the stuff we talked about at, at first, um, but I see a, you know, a long partnership. I'm excited yeah. To, yeah. to be with you guys. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you wanna talk, uh, I guess we'll go to the whiteboard or do some slides?
1: Sure, so I mean, we can talk about the technical aspect of inverter technology, what that okay. really means, right? Let's, let's talk yeah. about that, because that's always the big thing. I mean, even within our organization, it's crazy how inverted technology is one of our core competencies, but I'll listen to people talk about it, and I'm like, that's not exactly correct, right? And so my background was, I joined the Army when I was 18, and I went into... Thank you for your service. Yeah, no problem, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome for your freedom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I joined the Army and um, I really did because I needed, I needed a way to, so- yeah. to make something of myself, right? So it was it, it, dual purpose, right? Um, but I went in as an aircraft electrician and part of the responsibility was troubleshooting inverters and troubleshooting rectifiers and the electrical components inside aircrafts. So our technology uses some of the same things that were used on those aircraft, it rectifiers and inverters. So, as we know, the outdoor unit's not powered by DC, it's powered by AC alternating current, right? And an inverter converts DC to AC, right? So, that's the big misconception. Well, if the unit's already powered by AC, why do we convert DC voltage to AC voltage? Where's the DC voltage come from? Well, we have a rectifier on there, too. So a rectifier simply makes AC DC. It rectifies the signal to make it a DC signal. And then from there, we take full control over that electrical current and that electrical signal. And we have what's called pulse width management and pulse amplitude modulation. We control the amplitude of that signal. We control the width of that signal. So we're cleaning that voltage all up. We're taking it from an analog signal into a digital signal. And then through the inverter, we now make it alternating current. But it's a simulated alternating current and we control the frequency. And everything in North America is, runs off 60 hertz. Everything in the, the, the wall socket's 60 hertz. Clocks are, run off 60 hertz, yep. right? Yeah. I always say if you buy a clock in North America that you can plug into the wall, and you took it to Europe and plugged it in, it would run slow because Europe runs on 50 hertz. right? So that frequency controls the speed of the motor. So because we control the frequency, we can now control the speed of our compressor. And by controlling the speed of our compressor, we control the capacity of the system and giving better efficiency and better comfort to the consumers. And that's why you have a return on investment. You have low sound levels because the compressor is turning turning slowly. But it all happens through this process of converting AC to DC and DC back to AC. And inside there, just basically we call it the magic we take full control of, the, system, of the, the electrical signal, clean it up, and then convert that back to AC in the way we want to and the frequency we want to. That's the, the basics of AC, of the inverter system. And Which is why I say, why is it called inverter technology? I don't know. It could be yep. called rectifier technology. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I gotcha, because it, it is.
1: But there's a rectifier
0: in there too. AC, DC, DC, AC. That's right, yep. Cool. And then um, from like a function, I mean, what are the benefits of that? From Obviously, you can, it cleans up the, is that the main benefit? Is that it cleans up the electrical signal so you're not getting, because I've, like, my understanding of, or, or my experience with like inverters is I think of like an inverter in, a truck like so in one of our vans we have a battery bank that's right and i have solar panels and that's i did right. that because that way i would have like a mobile command center sort of thing where i could hook up my laptop and work when i was on the road yep. and so and that has a pure sine wave inverter that's it's right like, and that's
1: the that's the misnomer right is that okay. it should be called inverter technology because it's so much more than just converting dc to ac yeah your inverter in your your van does exactly what you say it just converts dc to ac that's all it does basically right Yeah. it doesn't the the frequency; it doesn't modulate the voltage, whereas our system does. It basically modulates the frequency, modulates the voltage to that compressor.
0: So, does that mean it's going to take it like it might be putting out sixty-four volts at like thirty hertz, or what? Does oh that yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't.
1: I don't remember the range of voltage, but yeah. Yeah. I was
0: just curious because I didn't know if it if it if it runs at one twenty and then or if like the actual, when you say it modulates the voltage, it
1: It, means? Yeah, the voltage modulates as well as the frequency, so that's where the big, big energy savings comes from, was that you're cutting down on that electricity consumption of that system.
0: And that reduces, is that what reduces the inrush current?
1: No, the inrush current is reduced by the fact that the system can start up in small stages.
0: That's what, yeah, that's what I meant, because it's modulating. That's right, so it's
1: modulating up versus all on, and then all off, right? The all on is what the inrush current comes from. So by being able to gradually push the compressor, there's no inrush current, just a, a constant increase in voltage, a constant increase in amperage, which is a constant increase in electricity, but no spike in electricity, then it ramps down, right? We slowly ramp up and stay very consistent in our energy consumption.
0: And then in terms of like unit life, how does that affect wear and tear on the oh, system?
1: It's amazing, right? So it's like yeah. if you drive
0: your car. It was a loaded question. It was a loaded question, yeah. <laughs> So uh,
1: the, the analogy I love to use is like you drive your car. right? If you drove your car at 60 miles an hour and only 60 miles an hour, which you know it's not possible. Let's just say what you did, right? Yeah. Where if you wanted to go to the grocery store, you got in your car, in your garage, and you stomped on the gas and instantly wanted to go 60 miles an hour, right? And then if you ever wanted to slow down, you had to stop. So that stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, stop and go is terrible for the brakes. It's terrible for the engine, right? So the life of your car is going to decrease. You're going to be basically tearing your car up. It's, it's better to ramp up, slowly drive out of your driveway. You know, you're not going to hurt anybody either, right? Slowly yeah. drive out of your driveway, ex- accelerate to the speed you want, and then slow down to stop signs and stoplights. That's better for the life of your vehicle. Well, our inverter technology basically does the exact same thing to the compressor. It extends the life of the compressor. The on-offs are what, destroy electronics, right? The cooling, the heating, the on-offs, With, by us staying on and running longer definitely extends the life of the product as well. So yeah. there's two components to that.
0: Awesome. It's good technology. Um, anything else you wanna add? I think that was that was awesome. We'll, we'll do some slides for the, yeah, for the contractor guys. Yeah, so I'll do can...
1: a comparison to single stage, two stage, and then inverter the technology.
0: Awesome. Thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, they do. Thanks for, uh, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll put this stuff on the website so consumers can kind of see what they're what they're getting in terms of the difference with the system. And then I think we're gonna have some good information for contractors too that aren't as familiar with the technology because a lot of guys are just putting in 13C or 16C or basic stuff. And I think this would nudge them in the right direction. Sure, sure. Yep, new stuff. So, thank you.